Um, this is Acts 2, 42 through 47. One day, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer at three in the afternoon. Now, a man who was lame from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg for those going into the temple courts. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Peter looked straight at him, as did John, and Peter said, look at us. So the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something from them. Then Peter said, silver or gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Taking him by the right hand, he helped him up, and instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. Then he went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. When all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized him as the same man who used to sit begging at the temple gate called Beautiful, as they were filled with wonder and amazement as they had, as what, at what had happened to him. This is the word of the Lord. You may be seated. Thank you, Casey. <clears throat> good morning. Uh, thank you. This is good. Active listeners. Uh, yeah, we are... Um, going nuts at our house. And so if you are also going nuts at your house uh, tomorrow morning, is the time to come and talk to another adult um, and let the children get their energies out. It's going to be good. We're excited to um, start doing that. We're going to meet once a week on Mondays uh, from here on out for the rest of the summer. So uh, plan now to join us. If you, <clears throat> the park will move and the times will move. We'll kind of base it off of the weather and uh, what sounds fun. Uh, so if you want updates on that, just uh, let me know and I'll make sure to shoot you a text before we, um, before we do that. So it's, it'll be good. Um, I am not the sort of person who could be categorized as graceful. Um, sometimes I could even be categorized as clumsy, uh, accident prone maybe even. Uh, right after I finished college, I lived in a house uh, with a few girls, a handful of girls, uh, and uh, one year on Valentine's Day, we were all single, nobody was dating, and so we decided to just invite a bunch of friends over, uh, which is what you do when you're a single girl, I guess, uh, but we were trying to make it be <clears throat> like a fancy dinner, and so uh, I was lighting candles, and uh, we didn't have any kids living in the house because uh, we were all single girls, but we had uh, one end table that had like 500 million candles on it. And I was lighting candles and doing the deal, but we only had matches. We didn't have one of those lighter things. And I, um, when I was blowing out the match, instead of like just blowing it out like a normal person, I shook it. And it wasn't going out, it wasn't going out, and like the fire was getting closer and closer to my face, and I realized that my hair was on fire, <laughs> and so I started like, you know, I didn't stop, drop, and roll, which is not, I should have done that, that's the smart thing to do. Uh, but I went into the bathroom and realized that <clears throat> I didn't have bangs, but now I did, and, um, you know, plus an extra layer of like, not quite bangs, and, uh, most of this eyebrow was singed, and all of these eyelashes were, like, down to the eyelid. Um, was, so I looked like I had, like, one eye was, like, normal eyelashes, and it looked so weird that I cut them off <laughs> so they'd be even. Uh, all of that to say, sometimes we need healing. 
Uh, so today, we are going to be talking about healing. Uh, we're in a series called CORE, and we are talking about some of our beliefs here at Grace Community and uh, how those beliefs make us distinct. Uh, some of you may come from traditions where it was pretty commonplace to pray for people and see them be healed, uh, which is great. Some of you might think that is crazy talk, um, and that is okay too. Uh, if you're not sure that God heals today, or uh, if you think it might just be psychosomatic or wishful thinking, or maybe even at worst, deception or, uh, you know, manipulation, uh, that's okay. Uh, we're comfortable with questions here at Grace Community, and I hope that you will just journey with me today, uh, and hopefully we can start a conversation. Uh, but as Christians, we believe that the Scripture shows us many instances where Jesus and his disciples in the early church uh, prayed for people, and they were healed. Sometimes they were raised from the dead. Uh, and at Grace Community, we believe that God still heals today. <clears throat> Before I start, <coughs> excuse me, I do have just a couple of caveats. Uh, the first caveat is that uh, we have wonderful access to medicine and medical advances on a daily basis. Uh, we believe in healing. Uh, we also believe in doctors and medication. Uh, sometimes healing comes alongside treatment. Sometimes uh, we believe that God works through medical professionals uh, to bring hope and healing uh, to people who are sick. So don't hear me today say, go home and stop taking your medication because that is not uh, what I'm saying. Uh, stay on that medication. Thank God for your doctor, and uh, we'll keep praying for healing. The second caveat that I do have is that not everyone is healed. Uh, I wear contacts. I don't know if anybody else does. I also have gray hair somewhere under here. There's gray hair. Uh, <laughs> my husband is graying as we speak. Uh, <laughs> when I burned my hair off, I had really short bangs for a really long time. Uh, many of you have prayed uh, for spouses and loved ones who did not experience healing here on earth, and I don't know why that is the way it is. I don't know why some people are healed and other people suffer, uh, but I do know a couple of reasons uh, that are not reasons why God doesn't heal people. It's not because we haven't prayed long enough. It's not because somebody sinned and God is punishing you or withholding a gift. Um, some of us have had really wonderful earthly parents, uh, but we have all had parents who were people. Uh, and sometimes those people make mistakes, and sometimes they withhold uh, affection or have acted in a passive-aggressive way. And sometimes those experiences with our parents or other loved ones can really inform uh, what we think about the way God works in our lives. Uh, I just want to say today that God is a good father. He is sovereign. Uh, and sometimes there is a mystery associated with uh, who God is. And uh, it's good for us to just lean into that and know that he's good and that sometimes um, we're disappointed and hurt by unanswered prayer, but God is still good. Some of you uh, have d experienced divine healing in your own lives. I know uh, we've heard many stories as we've gotten to know you of how God has healed uh, certain aspects of your life, uh, which is wonderful. Uh, today, uh, I want to give you a quick snapshot of a couple of uh, personal experiences that I've had with healing. Uh, and then I want to take a quick look at um, just some, some research about healing 
And then we will finish up by exploring what healing says about God and his work in the world today. So in my own life, uh, a couple of my family members have experienced healing, uh, and so I just want to share those with you today. Uh, the first example is that uh, my mom, my parents come uh, as frequently as they can. They live in Des Moines, uh, but they, uh, my mom has really terrible eyesight. Uh, from the time I was a little kid, my mom had to go to, like, the really special eye doctor. She couldn't just go to, you know, the vision center at Walmart. Um, She's had to have these special contacts, and um, more recently, uh, she's had a lot of trouble with eye pressure. Um, she's had to be on all these eye drops, and those have created all kinds of problems for her. Um, but just a couple of months ago, uh, it kind of came to a head, and her doctor said, if by the next appointment when I see you, your numbers haven't improved drastically, uh, we're going to have to start talking about surgery. And the surgery that uh, would be required is really risky. Um, she could potentially lose her vision. And she's pretty young uh, to lose her vision, and so her doctor is really hesitant to, to do that surgery on her. Uh, but right before her appointment, uh, my parents were at Life Church, which is in the Iowa City area. It's just um, just down the road from us. Uh, my parents travel, and uh, they're at churches around the state as part of their uh, job. Um, but as she was there uh, during worship, the worship pastor asked if anyone was in need of healing, and my mom raised her hand, which is not in her nature to ask other people to pray for her. Um, but she uh, she had people pray for her. Um, and the next appointment, her numbers had dropped drastically, and uh, they are not talking about surgery. She's in the healthy range for now, uh, and we'll just pray that that uh, work continues in her life. Yeah. The second experience I want to share uh, is that of my brother. Uh, he had a very complicated birth. Um, he was born on his due date, but he weighed um, just over four pounds. Um, the umbilical cord was wrapped around his neck, and um, they're just not really sure what happened uh, with him uh, developmentally in the womb. Um, but they, when he was born, the doctors told my parents uh, to expect that he would not walk uh, and that he would experience some really uh, acute uh, developmental and intellectual uh, delays. So, uh, my parents activated their prayer chain at church. For those of you who were born before or after 1995, prayer chains are when you actually pick up the phone on your wall in your kitchen and you dial the person who you're supposed to call, you tell them your prayer request, and then they call the next person. Uh, that was before Facebook. Now you can just post it on Facebook and everybody can start praying, which is great. Um, but now you know what a prayer chain is. Uh, so, uh, people at their church started praying immediately. Um, they uh, prayed, prayed and prayed and prayed, um, and uh, he started to make some pretty uh, radical improvements. Uh, today, my brother uh, has run multiple marathons. Uh, he is uh, an overachiever, much to my dismay. He has not ever gotten anything below an A uh, from kindergarten all the way through his graduate school, which is fantastic if you're his older sister. 
Um, <laughs> uh, but he is a miracle uh, today. And I know many of you could share uh, similar stories of your, uh, you, your loved ones experiencing healing. Um, and it's not just individuals in the Christian faith uh, who have taken notice of uh, the impact of prayer. Um, scientists have begun studying um, what they call remote healing, uh, which is when a patient is prayed for by someone who is not in the room. We call that prayer. Um, scientists call it remote healing. That's okay. They can call it whatever they want. Uh, one, uh, so this is from an ABC News uh, story that was published on August 13th of last year. Uh, so talking about remote healing, one such study was conducted at the Mid-America Heart Institute in Kansas City, Missouri, at first, Dr. William Harris had a hard time persuading a fellow cardiologist, Dr. James O'Keefe, to participate in the prayer experiment on heart patients. From a purely scientific standpoint, I thought it was illogical, said, says O'Keefe. I don't really think of spirituality normally as playing a role in scientific, rigorous, double-blind, placebo-controlled scientific studies. It's two different realms. A previous study by some other scientists had gotten positive results, and Harris wanted to study remote healing for himself, but he too was skeptical. We were even doubtful that the phenomena itself was real, he says, with, that prayer could do anything, so Harris wanted to make his experiment impervious to any placebo effects. He did not tell the patients they were being prayed for, or even that they were part of any kind of experiment. For an entire year, about 1,000 heart patients admitted uh, to the Institute's critical care unit were secretly divided into two groups. Half were prayed for by a group of volunteers and the hospital chaplain. Uh, the other half were not. As all the patients were followed for a year and their health was scored according to preset rules by a third party who did, who did not know which patients had been prayed for and which had not. The results, the patients who were prayed for had 11% fewer heart attacks, strokes, and life-threatening complications. This study offers an interesting insight into the possibility that maybe God is influencing our lives on earth, says O'Keefe. As a scientist, it's very counterintuitive because I don't have a way to explain it. I love this study and I love these doctors. Uh, I really appreciate that they uh, brought a scientific, um, you know, double-blind, uh, placebo-controlled experiment to uh, their uh, understanding of prayer. Uh, and I love that it worked. <laughs> <laughs> they can't explain it, uh, but there is a difference, and that's, I think, pretty cool. So this is just one snapshot of a study that was done. Uh, many other studies have been done. There have been many uh, case studies with confirmed uh, medical uh, records uh, and multiple witnesses that confirm uh, that people have experienced divine healing. Uh, I don't have time to get all into all of them today, but I'd be happy to uh, share some of those with you afterwards uh, today if you want to talk more about it. So, all that to say, we believe that God heals today. Uh, and I want to spend the last part of our time together looking at what healing means for us. Jesus spent a great deal of his time on earth healing people and performing miracles. Matthew 4, 23 to 25 says, Jesus went throughout Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom, and healing every disease and sickness among the people. News about, about him spread all over Syria, and the people brought to him all who were ill with various diseases, those suffering in severe pain, the demon-possessed, those having seizures, and the paralyzed, and he healed them. Large crowds from Galilee, the Decapolis, Jerusalem, Judea, and the region all across the Jordan followed him. Jesus became known for performing miracles and healing the sick. 
And I think we can see a couple of reasons he did this. I think he did it both as a means of fulfilling things that had been prophesied about him, but also uh, Jesus healed the sick because he is the embodiment of the kingdom of God. Uh, Sickness itself is a result of the brokenness in our world. Sickness is a reminder that we live in the in-between. We know that Jesus came, uh, that he was crucified and rose again, uh, but we're still awaiting his return. And in the meantime, uh, we live in a world that experiences brokenness and hurt, and sickness is part of that. We still experience death and sadness and heartache um, and sorrow in our world. Uh, We know that Jesus came to usher the kingdom of God, but we haven't yet experienced the fullness of his return. Um, The author Greg Boyd says, uh, never once did Jesus or anyone else in the New Testament encourage people to accept their afflictions as coming from God. Instead, they uniformly revolted against the afflictions as being the direct or indirect byproducts of Satan's oppressive regime. They viewed sickness and disease as part of the diabolic curse that afflicts the fallen world, and they understand that the kingdom of God is all about reversing this curse. They believed that where God reigns, his original holistic design for the human body would be restored, and the physical afflictions that were directly or indirectly brought about by the demonic powers would cease. Jesus healed the sick because he was the embodiment of the kingdom of God. And as that, uh, wherever he went, he was able to heal people uh, as a signpost to, uh, the, to the kingdom of God. As part of his work on earth, Jesus healed the sick, and he pointed, uh, pointed to the kingdom of God. He healed as a foreshadowing of what was to come for him, uh, that he would die and be resurrected, but also that the kingdom of God is all about setting things to rights. Healing is a signpost of the kingdom of God. The work of healing uh, is one of the main signposts on the way to God's new creation. More than simply a signpost, actually, it is a little bit of new creation coming forward to meet us in the present. Uh, That's N.T. Wright. He's uh, one of our favorite uh, Christian thinkers. Uh, One day, Jesus will return, and he will make everything new. Uh, Revelation 21.4 says he will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. One day, we will all be healed of every ache, pain, imbalance, and disability. We'll have, we will all, all of us, will have access uh, to fullness and restoration and renewal when Jesus returns. Here on earth, some of us will be healed as a signpost to the kingdom of God at work here on the earth. Healing today is a reminder to us that God is with us, working here on earth, that he hasn't forgotten or abandoned us, but that he is working and one day will heal everything that is broken. God is not going to abandon us and destroy the earth. He is going to renew it and restore it and fill it with joy and purpose and delight and take from the world all that has corrupted it. In our teaching text for today, uh, Acts 3, 9, and 10, it says, when the people saw him walking and praising God, uh, talking about the beggar who is healed, uh, they recognized him as the same man who used to sit begging at the temple gate called Beautiful, and they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. So healing was meaningful to all of the people, not just the man who was healed. The people were filled with wonder and amazement. Uh, They couldn't believe it, but it was happening before their very own eyes. 
Each time someone is healed, it is a gift for all of us. Uh, each time God works in a miraculous way, it's a reminder to us that he is at work in our lives and that one day he will set everything right. And because of this, we can pray with confidence knowing that God has a victory over sin and death. And even though we may not experience complete healing here uh, on earth the way that we uh, want to, he is working with us and will make everything right again one day. So today, as we close, uh, I would be remiss if we didn't take time uh, to pray for one another for healing. I know there are people in our body who are experiencing sickness. I know there are people who are not with us today uh, who are experiencing just sickness. Uh, so uh, we're going to pray in just a minute, uh, and I'd like everyone to stand, if you would, with me. Um, <clears throat> If you are experiencing um, some sort of unhealth in your body, uh, whether it be um, a physical illness, mental illness, if you uh, just need uh, a touch from the Spirit today, uh, would you raise your hand? We won't embarrass you. We won't make you come forward. But uh, if you see someone near you with, your, with their hand raised, please uh, gather around them uh, and lay hands on them. That's what we believe the Bible uh, says for us to do. And we're going to pray together and we'll close uh, by singing together.
Father, uh, we come before you today uh, thankful for your gift of healing. Uh, and Lord, I pray today that the people uh, who are here, who are in need of a physical touch from you, uh, would experience that healing today, Lord. Uh, and that we as a body could rejoice together uh, in thankfulness and gratitude uh, for your faithfulness to us and uh, for your reminder to us that you are working here with us on the earth, uh, that you have not forgotten us. Lord, uh, I pray that you would let your kingdom come and your will be done here at Grace Community as it is in heaven, Lord. Uh, you are faithful to heal, and we believe that you are healing today. Lord, we are so thankful for your goodness and grace to us. In your name, amen. We want to say, uh, again, thank you for being here with us today. If you're new, uh, be sure to swing by the coffee bar. We have a gift that we want to make sure we give to you before you leave. Thank you for being here with us. And if anyone has experienced healing today, we would love to uh, hear about that too.